The next wilderness the traveller comes to is the wilderness of worship. Suddenly a being of unearthly beauty stands a few feet away from him. This being offers a short cut across the desert which stretches before him. If the traveller will pay him homage, if he will fall down and worship him. The traveller is puzzled. We shall worship God and him only shall we serve, he replies. The being laughs. People, he says, worship me all day, every day. Particularly, he gloats, in Christian city, where money, things, love, music, fame are all objects of their adulation. The traveller stops him short and tells him in no uncertain terms that he will not give homage to the being, no matter how beautiful he is. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. In Christian city, it's possible to go through all the motions of faith in God whilst our real worship, the thing that fills our minds night and day, is idolatrous. It has its focus on someone or something other than God himself. I know of someone, for example, who, when asked to dispose of it, put his motorbike before the Lord. He couldn't do it. It meant too much to him. Things they can have a hold on us. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. We'll come to some hard sayings soon in our walk with Jesus as he insists that we must, he must take first place in everything, coming before husbands, wives, children, reputation, possessions. What would your answer be right now if you had to choose between Jesus and any of those? Except a man forsake all that he has. He cannot be a disciple. Thomas Kempis wrote a long time ago, The Lord has many lovers of his crown, but few lovers of his cross. The Lord not only desires to save us, but once saved, he then seeks to train us for eternity with himself. There's a difference between being saved by him and being trained by him. Salvation is the gift of God's grace. It comes to us not by our works or striving, but by faith. However, being trained by the Lord is not free. It comes at a price. It costs us to forgive. It costs us to love. It costs us to deny the self-life. And it costs us to put aside lesser goals to follow Jesus. And his idea of a lesser goal won't compute with yours. It costs to learn to think differently about the things we hold dear. The things we look on as ours. Stewarding, not owning anything, houses, land, friends, possessions, even our nearest and dearest. It costs us to learn the art of relating in a different way, letting go of them completely, no strings. If we are to reach the pinnacle, the high place that Jesus intends for us. Salvation is an unmerited gift of grace, but if we actually want to be like our teacher, we must accept his invitation to be fully trained. Luke 6.40 This is the path to maturity. The wilderness of worship is where we learn what it means to worship him in spirit and in truth. Where we learn how prone we are to idolatry of people, things, places. An easy way to find out what you pay homage to, what you worship, what you idolise, is to find what consumes your thinking most of the time. It could be you, perish the thought. Whatever it is, that would be it. Your own personal idol, smack bang in the place God wants to be. 
Luke 4, 8, in the message. Jesus refused again, backing his refusal with Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God, and only the Lord your God. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. One of the Ten Commandments, I think. Time for a change of mind? I'll leave you to think about that one.